Listeners! <laughs> Listeners! <laughs> ah! Yeah! I got... I just... I just got... I just got an email from Beetle. Oh, listeners. Uh, I just got an email from Beetle. You know Beetle. Cryptid Hunter way helped us with the infestation of wasps. That was the size of ants last year. Beetle's in New York, and he sent us me an email. And I checked on it in my computer, but my poor old Tandy can't do picture mail. So I had to open it on my cellular telephone, and listeners... I, I did that. I, I managed to pull it off. And I opened the email on my cellular. And listeners, <laughs> oh, it had a photo. <laughs> it had a photo. That photo was a picture of a footprint. I see lots of footprints. But this, this is it. This is the biggest, biggest goddamn footprint I have ever seen. It's the biggest one. And it's on my phone. <laughs> We're going to New York. Good morning, Squatchers. It's Jack here. And well, I should probably stop a shouting up here in New York. They, they're kind and considerate folk and don't deserve my caterwauling. But this is exciting, listeners. You got to pay attention here. I'm on a commercial airplane. And I'm headed to New York City. Yesterday, longtime Squatch Squad member Beetle done sent me a picture of a footprint. A big old footprint. And he found it right outside of New York City. Listeners, <laughs> believe me when I say that there's no ordinary footprint of this magnitude. Ooh. It was unquestionably and without a doubt the biggest footprint that I have ever beheld. It is the length and breadth of glory itself. Its magnitude is that of what can only be described as the king of Squatch, the holy grail to hunters of all Squatch kin. Bigfoot Prime, a.k.a. King Squatchy. <laughs> now, I saw this footprint, listeners, and I was shaken. I swore at that moment that I would not sleep a wink until I traveled to New York City, found King Squatchy, and slain him with my munitions. That's right, folks. We're hunting the King of Bigfoot, and we're using live ammunition. Now, several things have already done happen to make me in a, <clears throat> a bit of a liar. And the day is young. <sighs> First of all, there ain't no flights to Georgia to New York till next morning. So I had to rest the one time before I could start hunting King Squatchy. That's it. That's the only one. <sighs> Listeners, I swear it. Before this day is over, I will slay King Squatchy myself and uh, uh second point in my excitement i forgot about the fine women and men working for the transportation security administration and their <clears throat> propensity for not looking kindly upon large camouflage men barreling excitedly through an airport 
uh, bouncing and brimming with large firearms and copious ammunitions. Probably didn't help none that I kept making my world-famous uh, Bigfoot calls vis-a-vis, i.e. And screaming, uh, King Squatchy, you will die at my hands at last. Or something. I, I might not have said that. You know, just... Yeah! Yeah! You know, I may have, may have pulled a little bit more attention than I was due. <clears throat> at any rate, listeners, I, I had to be held for secondary screenings by those bastards at the TSA. I mean, uh, uh, fine women and men. And normally I would hedge such strong language and apologize and tell you that they're probably actually fine people and that I'm probably in the wrong but (laughs) I gotta be honest not this time not this time at all listeners Uh, I'm already on this airplane and we are taxiing down the runway and my fellow passengers are all looking at me what's up yeah I see you uh huh and as I record this podcast probably because I or recognize me from the photo on the cover of my book, We Can and Must Find and Kill Bigfoot. Those TSA bastards can't get me here, so I'm just, uh, I'm gonna set the record straight. TSA agents are bad at their jobs. Yeah, you don't hurt it. Yeah, I, and normally I don't like to tell people how to do their job, especially if I ain't done it myself. But you heard it right, listeners. They are the worst at catching people bringing firearms to airplanes. In fact, I'd venture to say, with my zero record of success, I'm still better at catching Sasquatch than they are at ever catching any firearm. And I should know, because even after they done made me check my bolt-action rifle like common luggage, they missed all reliable, all right, my old hog leg that I keep strapped to my thigh at all times, even when I'm sleeping. They strip-searched me and everything. Useless garbage, waste of time, security theater. It don't help no one. And, <clears throat> listeners, excuse me a moment. A flight attendant has informed me that we are about to take off. And I have to put away my recording paraphernalia until we are in the air. And also, I should not joke about having guns on airplanes. <sighs> I want to make it clear, listeners, that I would never joke about having guns on an airplane. But I would very seriously have a gun on an airplane at this uh, moment. What? Ooh. Uh, I, will res- I-, I will resume recording once we are uh, underway. Listeners, this episode of Expedition Sasquatch is brought to you, as most episodes are, by the fine folks at Space Age Ideas and their Space Age floppy disks. They sent me a strongly worded email, (coughs) I finally got that right, which I was able to read on my Tandy 1000, thanks to a device that they sent me, in which they asked me in a very clear term to stop mentioning the device that they sent me which enables me to send and receive emails and visit web pages on my desktop PC from 1987. They said that it weren't ready yet, and that if I don't stop generating hype for a product that ain't ready for release, that they won't be able to sponsor the show no more. 
Well, damn it, listeners. I just uh, – I can't do it. This is the greatest invention of the modern era, and I'd rather lose them as a sponsor than keep quiet about it. I told them as much, and after many email exchanges back and forth, left and right, up and down, and across the length and breadth of the internet itself, we agreed that I would stop talking about the magic device that lets me get on the internet from my Tandy 1000 in exchange for them introducing some Expedition Squatch – Expedition Sasquatch specifically T-shirts and such to their store. They have a store. They're not just programmers. <laughs> They're vendors. They held up their end of the bargain, and you can find those shirts and other Expedition Sasquatch paraphernalia, like hats and stickers and the like, at spaceageideas.com slash big floppies. Did you hear that, listeners? I said dot com instead of period C-O-M. They taught me that as part of the email exchange. Now, I will obviously not be holding up my end of this bargain because I'm still too dang excited about having the internets in my home, but... If any of your representatives of Space Age Ideas takes umbrage at this, I will gladly refund the $17.83 that the organization has paid to sponsor this episode. Don't need sponsors anyways. <clears throat> Probably just go back to promoting my book. You know, we can and must find and kill Bigfoot. And libraries and email in these promotional bumpers. <laughs> be quiet while aboard this airplane or the other passengers will be perturbed so I must continue recording this segment in a whisper my apologies to my editor Fat Jimbo Jimbo I hope you're able to get some audio that you can make some use of out of this now I am settling in for a solid three hours of flight time. And I figured the best way to pass the time would be to work on my new book. Title of Bigfoot Still Ain't Dead and It's Your Fault, America. But my computer done been too big for me to bring on the plane. And I can't read my own handwriting no more. So working with a computer is essential to my process. Further, the flight attendants have warned me that cleaning replica firearms makes the other passengers nervous, and I should pull my pants up and put away the replica. Now, listeners, I ain't got no use for no replica firearms. I tried to tell the flight attendant as much, but she just couldn't understand my accent and asked me to return to my seat. So I strapped my very real handgun back to my thigh pulled up my pants, and sat down. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm just I'm so excited. The footprint's almost unbelievable. It's huge. We're gonna kill King Squatchy, listeners. I can feel it. I have several... <sighs> several hours of sitting still in front of me, however... And as such, I'm going to attempt to get some sleep. I apologize, listeners. I swore up and down, left and right, that I would not rest until King Squatchy was dead. And twice now, I've made myself into a liar. Because I just, I can't stop napping. All this free time and transit. Anyways, I'll record more after we've landed.
All right, all right, I'll be quiet. Damn. Hello, listeners. I have landed. We have arrived. We're here in New York City, and Beetle told me to take a taxi. He gave me an address and told me to meet him there. So that's what I've done. I have rescued my rifle from the clutches of the evil TSA and freed it from its prison, strapped it on my back like an honorable samurai sword where it belongs. I'm now sitting in a taxi. We're supposed to be heading up to meet with Beetle, but I'll admit um, traffic appears to have not moved in almost an hour. Uh, what? What's that? Uh, driver is shaking his head in disagreement. Uh, it's been two hours. Two hours in this cab in New York City without moving. Well, it's better than a plane with a TSA. Anyhow, looks like we might be here a while, listeners. So I'm going to turn my cell phone back on and catch up on my email. I'll check back in with you once we met up with Beetle. Say, man. Have you uh, heard about my book yet? Oh, <laughs> damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Listeners, we haven't moved a hundred yards in the past three hours. And I think I figured out why we're sitting here. It has occurred to me that an ape like superfauna may have made an appearance in New York City. And Beetle has misled me into thinking it was King Squatchy. I think there's a big ass monkey dragging a big ass hand. Up a big ass building. And in that big ass hand is a buxom blonde. And nowhere in sight is King Squatchy. So, I'm guessing, based off of Beetle's inability to differentiate cryptids from early hominids from superfauna. That I'm stuck here in New York City, possibly the worst place in the United States after California, in the worst traffic jam after, uh, you know, this mega ape decided to reenact something it saw on TV. This might be the lowest point of my squatch hunting career. Also, listeners, uh, we take donations. Just want to remind you of that. And, uh, reason because is uh, I just got to look at the meter for this cab that I've been in here for three hours within a hundred meters of this uh, TSA riddled airport and it looks like the bill is up to about three thousand dollars so I'm going to sign off now I'm going to exit the cab find passage to Georgia and make it a point to never speak to Beetle again and to that end, listeners, if you have any odd jobs old Jack can do for a couple hundred to raise the funds to pay for this gentleman's uh, uh, cab ride, even though we didn't move anywhere, I'd appreciate it. I could do cryptid removal, cryptid identification, 
uh, I can log and uh, cite cryptid sources if need be. Uh, you can also construct traps or educational hiker puzzles. And I can teach you all about email, internet, uh, web design, low-level programming. Um, at this point, I'm just uh, I'm spitballing anything I can so that I can legally leave New York City at the fastest possible juncture. Anyhow, until next time, listeners, good night and happy hunting. This is Jack, and I'm signing out. Edition Sasquatch is available to you under a Creative Commons CC by SA license. Our theme music is Peaceful Henry by the Heftone Banjo Orchestra. You can find us online at expeditionsasquatch.org, a production of Fat Jimbo, Analog Revolution, and Space Age Ideas. Also available on Floppycast from Space Age Ideas.